Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome back to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Dan Carson, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today as we continue the conversation about student ministry. Now, in today's podcast, we're going to be talking with one of the speakers at the SOAR 2023 conference, and we're excited. It is somebody you guys all know. It is our co-host, Chris Vines. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dan. How you doing? I am doing well. I just celebrated this past Monday my 30th wedding anniversary. Wow. That's I know. Awesome. That's old? I am old. <laughs> I, I started thinking as soon as I said that. We probably have listeners that are actually younger than 30 that are serving in churches and have been serving for maybe even a decade. So, well, you know, I love my wife. All joking aside, man, that is that is awesome. Happy, happy 30 years. Thank you. Thank you. One of the other places we like to celebrate um, is Central Baptist College. It is challenging, engaging and inspiring. They serve as one of our podcast partners And we're excited that we'll be back with them again this fall for our Student Ministry Workers Retreat on September the 16th. So if you want to join us, we'd love to have you go to our website, studentministrymatters.com, and there's a link to take you to our registration page. Right now, it's it's cheap. Right now, the early bird special is it's $23 for 2023. And so I've already gotten some books donated. Uh, The Good Book Company has helped us out. Crossway is providing about 50 copies of one book, and we're going to go ahead and buy 100 of the 50 others so that everybody can get one in their bag. And we've just got a handful of things that are already in in place and going forward. So you're going to have lots of goodies, as always. Uh, We've got a great speaker, Timothy McKnight of Anderson uh, University, in South Carolina. He's going to be coming and talking about student ministry, and so hope that you'll be able to join us for that. But again, CBC is the place we were talking about, Central Baptist College. If you want to have your student check it out, send them to cbc.edu. They'd love the opportunity to meet your student, to talk with them about their higher education. Well, as I mentioned before, we're going to be talking with one of the speakers from the SOAR 2023 conference. Uh, This year's conference is at Grapevine, well, not Grapevine Mills, that's the the mall I'll be taking my students to that's right next to it, but the Gaylord Texan in the Dallas Metroplex. And so it's going to be a great time, a lot of focus on being devoted, and I hope to have some of our other speakers on as we talk about their subjects. Uh, But Chris, one of the reasons that we're doing the podcast this way is so that someone wants to know more about uh, the conference and about the speakers, they can get to know those speakers a little bit better. If they've been listening for a while, they know you. But if they haven't, let's say this is the first time, talk to our our listeners a little bit about yourself and about your ministry. Well, that's a a very uncomfortable conversation to have. Um, (laughs) 
but uh, let, let me just say uh, I am uh, I am a husband. I've been married for 11 years now, uh, on my way to 30. I uh, have two boys, uh, so I'm a dad, and uh, and I'm also a pastor. I've been at Garrett Memorial Baptist Church in Hope, Arkansas, for now um, a little over nine years. Uh, this has been the um, the one and only church that I have been blessed to uh, be. A, a pastor in, um, and I look forward to many more years of ministry here. Uh, I came on staff as a part-time youth pastor, and I'm still doing uh, youth pastor stuff, but my my role has expanded to more of a family pastor role and in a little bit more of a full-time capacity. And, uh, and I also teach. Uh, we have a Christian school as one of the largest ministry or is the largest ministry of our church. And so I have the joy of, of teaching Bible class, doing chapels with our high school students and with uh, our elementary students. And I've been doing that all of these years as well. So it's been, it's been fun. It's been challenging, but that's, that's me in terms of who I am and what I do on a regular basis. Of course, apart from that, you know, you didn't ask about hobbies. And so I won't go down all the hobby horses that I have, but I do enjoy, I do enjoy reading long walks on the beach and, and golf. Right. Uh, and all of those are true, except for the long walks on the beach. I hate sand. <laughs> I hate sand. Uh, the beach would be fine, Dan, if it wasn't for all the sand, but no, Hey, listen, you know, something I'm passionate about is discipleship. And and I want to be careful how I say that, because I think it, if we're not careful, it kind of sounds cliche, doesn't it? It, it can kind of sound like, well, you're a, you're a pastor. You're supposed to say something like that. But one, one of my convictions is, is that uh, in our discipleship, we move toward what I would consider to be just consistent growth and relationship with Christ. In other words, uh, when I think about SOAR, when I think about conferences, when I think about the things that we do as a church and as a ministry, I don't try to build our ministry around events, but I do believe that certain events and conferences have uh, the potential to um, be a stake in the ground, if you will. And so, but in terms of discipleship, I believe what our goal is to be doing is to be giving our kids and giving our people a regular dose of God's word, a regular diet of God's word, and and that we should be leading them into deeper, more consistent joy uh, as followers of Christ and in their relationship with him. And one of the reasons why I love SOAR is because throughout the years that SOAR has been going on, before I was ever, you know, uh, really going to soar. And in the last, in the last really, oh gosh, 17 years, um, you know, I've been going to soar consistently as a student. And now as a pastor, I can say that soar has consistently sought to make much of Jesus and to lead teenagers to, um, to know him and to grow in him. And so, to be able to stand on the sore stage and speak and open up God's word and to just have a small part in that mission is, is really humbling and, and also exhilarating to me. So I'm, I'm very excited about uh, this year's soar for a host of reasons. Um, I'm humbled that I get to, to speak, um, but I am, I am anxious to be honest with you, to be able to open God's word and to kind of start off our time together centered around this theme devoted. Well, I love the theme. There's many things calling for our students' attention and for their devotion. 
whether it's a coach saying, I need you here at this game, band director or choir director saying, hey, you got to put everything else aside and, and make this the most important thing. We know that there's only one thing in life that we really need to be devoted to, and that's our relationship with God. All the other things, they matter, but they don't matter as much. And so you're going to start us off at the conference talking about devotion derailed. Um, the next session is Stephen Castleberry. He'll be looking at devoted to God's word. Nathan Brewer will be talking about devoted to God's church. And then Jeremy Hambrice will be talking about devoted to God's mission. And then Drew Klein will be wrapping up the conference. So there are five speakers. I love that our students are getting a little bit more this year in the, that way. There's going to be breakout groups, all sorts of fun things. Um, but Chris, let's let's talk a little bit about where you're going to be headed, talking about this devotion to rail. What's going to be your text? Where are you going to be pointing our students? So if we are bringing a group, how we can encourage them. And maybe we're not familiar with SORB and um, we're not going to be bringing our students. Maybe there's something that we can take away from our conversation today about this idea of devotion to rail. I won't preach my sermon yet because it hasn't been all completely fleshed out. But the verse, the verse that that the Lord has put on my heart, um, and the one that right now I I really believe that I'll be uh, be my primary text actually comes from Second um, Corinthians chapter eleven verse three. Uh, it, it says this: um, Paul, of course, is writing this, and he says, "But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ." will be corrupted, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. This is this has been a in, a, in a sense, a formative verse for me. It's one that I come back to uh, quite a bit. But in the idea of devotion derailed, one of the temptations that I have as a speaker, I think, is to think about all the different things, the, the really the peripheral stuff that can essentially derail our devotion to Christ. Um, and I can talk about all that stuff. And in a sense, I will. But the, the root issue has to do with our sin. Mm-hmm. Our root issue has to do with the fact that we are not naturally devoted to God, and we won't naturally fix that problem on our own. Um, our natural bent is to actually be only devoted to one person, and that's, that's ourself. We, we, we care about me, myself, and I, and our devotion is naturally to me. We, we are, are uh, people who, who want to self-preserve. We're people who want to self-exalt, um, and, and we see people all over the globe, even within churches, unfortunately, ready to step on top of and over people in order to just do those things for us, right? So the peripheral stuff, like there's a lot of stuff that I could talk about. I could talk about our phones and how our phones lead us to be, uh, lead us away from devotion to Christ. I could talk about, you know, sports and how we're more devoted to sports than we are to Christ. I mean, all these different things, but the root issue has to do with, we are people who naturally in our sin go against God's design, right? And whenever we go against God's design, it leads us to just brokenness. And and one of the ways that we see brokenness in our own life is a lack of devotion to God, a lack of devotion to our families and to other people around us, a lack of devotion to his church, just a lack of devotion to all the, the most important things. 
And so what my main objective will be is to show that how sin has sin has derailed us and derailed our devotion to God, but sin has not derailed his devotion to us. And, and I want to, in a, in a very real way, I want to come to these students who are going to be coming in that first session. I mean, some of them I know are going to be coming off of a bus from, you know, just recently coming off of a bus after hours of travel. Uh, maybe, maybe they rush their rooms and drop their bags off. And so they're going to be coming in there and, and in, in a real way, I just, I want to try to just help them lift their heads up and, and just see the grace and the magnitude, just a glimpse of, of their great God who is devoted to them. Um, and uh, despite, despite their failure, despite their sin, despite how undevoted we are, God is devoted to us. Um, a secondary verse that I, I probably won't be able to help run to is, is Romans 5, 8, where it says that God put his love on display when we were enemies to him by Christ dying for us. Right. And so when we were rejecting him, when we were undevoted, when we were uh, enemies, right, of God, God showed his love for us by Christ dying on the cross for us. So to know that Christ died on the cross for people who weren't friends of him yet, who weren't devoted to him, but yet he was devoted to the mission of God. And his heart was devoted to redeeming sinners from their sin so that they can know God and enjoy him and grow in him. So that's, that's kind of in a, in a nutshell, what I'm hoping to try to communicate and unpack. Well, it's a, it's a big crown. And so there are a lot of different students in different places spiritually. So when you, when you approach a crown like that with the theme that, that you've been tasked to share, how do you handle that? Knowing that you've got believers and unbelievers there, do you have a primary focus with a subject like this? Uh, my primary focus at this point, because Dan, I mean, listen, I, I don't want to come as a, as an expert on this. I, I've, I've stood in front of crowds before, um, and, I, I, and I appreciate the question. I think it's a great question. I've stood in front of crowds before, but I, I try not to rest on what I've done before. I try to think about, yes, who's going to be there present yeah. then and there. In the, in the sense of this first session, again, my I'm going to be sharing the gospel. It's going to be a very gospel-centered message um, from the get-go. In other words, I, I don't want to set the tone that, hey, the gospel's coming later. Uh, I, I'm planning to share the gospel clearly uh, there. So that's objective number one. But in terms of this theme of devoted and where we're moving through the conference, my, my objective is, is to simply um, try to get kids to stop looking inward and to start looking mm. upward. Right. So that, that's, that's really what I want us to do. So that you kind of heard me say a little bit about that. We're, we're very much devoted to ourselves, And so I'm going to show that that's a problem. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping to show that the reason that our devotion to God has been, in, in these terms derailed is um, is because of our sin. And in our sin, here's what, here's what we are naturally devoted to is to ourself. And then we run to all these other things. And I'll mention a lot of other stuff, things that are pertinent to the crowd in front of me, phones and devices are one of them, right? Oh, yeah. uh, we, we are, uh, we're more devoted to a little, you know, five inch screen in our hands and the things that it projects 
than we are to other people around us and to um, the God who created us. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of bridge a gap and, and make some application there. But simply put, my objective is to, to try to move teenagers in front of me to look upward to God rather than inward, right? Uh, because I, I truly believe that whenever we see we see God in His in His holiness and in His grandeur and His majesty, then we we recognize how we are not those things, and and, and that leads us, I believe, to see um, a, a, our need for redemption, our need for someone to do something on our behalf. Right, so. That's what, I, that's what I'm hoping to accomplish in session one. As students come in, and then we have four other sessions after that first one, man, pointing them to Jesus and having them not look inward, but look upward. That's just such a great mentality. You know, what I want to ask you are a couple of things. Um, first of all, as, as student ministry workers, you're going to be sharing a message like this, but for the, the listener who is there on the front lines with their students, how can we help them in this same sort of process of instead of looking inward, but looking upward, what are some things that we can do for them? Any ideas for our listeners? Yeah. Are you talking about as follow-up to the conference or during the conference, or are you just talking about it like on a regular basis? I think on a regular basis or even after the conference, I think that those two things, again, knowing that not everyone that listens to our podcast will be with us at SOAR, um, but just that general idea, you know, they'll they'll finish up the summer, they'll have gone to, to camps, they'll gone to conferences, they'll been on mission trips, and then all of a sudden, the reality of the world will hit them. I mean, it'll be right back there, they'll be in school, and the distraction will happen from day one, or even before, with all those those guys that are on, um, you know, volleyball camps and football and band, and they're all gearing up for it. So what can we do to help our students in that process? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. I'm going to just tell you what comes to my mind immediately, you know, because I haven't thought about that uh, in detail, but I I think one of the things, one of the practical things that we can do, and, and you just kind of alluded to it. I mean, the summer is filled with a lot of stuff, you know, for teenagers, um, a lot of stuff that we as a church are doing, but they're doing a lot of other things on their own too. I mean, right. you know, we, we know that, that some of the kids that are in our youth group, I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're probably going to be, they might be hitting some other events that other churches are doing just because they want to go do some stuff in the summer. Right. And so, right. um, that's, that's a whole nother conversation, but we just know that their, their summer's filled with a bunch of stuff. And I think one of the, one of the, one of the things that we can do as a, as a youth pastor um, is, uh, and, I, and I would probably encourage to do this in some type of family setting as well. In other words, I, I think it would be wise to do what I'm about to do, or at least put this, this in the hands of parents first, and then maybe do it separately as part of your, your youth group, but would be to just create some type of follow-up process with good questions um, for your kids. In other words, let's get them thinking back over the last, you know, eight weeks of their summer. Cause sometimes we think the summer is just, it's, it's long and there's a lot going on and there is, but relatively speaking, I mean, the summer is about eight weeks, right? I mean, 12 weeks, if we count the end of May and some of August, but we've got about eight weeks there and, and it's going to happen just like that. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I think one of the things we can do is maybe set up 
you might take a, a Wednesday night and just say, all right, guys, tonight, you know, we're going to, we're going to just kind of debrief off of our summer. And, and you don't have to, you can make it about one particular event. If you wanted to, you could do this after each event that you go to, or you might just do it all at the summer and just say, all right, let's, let's, I want you to think about all the things that you've done, the times that you've sat underneath God's word and you've heard it preached. Um, and, and I want us to, I want you just to be able to get alone and just write down some of your thoughts right? Um, you might put it in a group setting where they can speak out loud, but in my experience, kids are a lot more prone to write something down personally, knowing that, okay, this is for me. I'm not, I don't necessarily have to share it right away. Uh, so do that. And then if you wanted to bring them back in a group and say, Hey, would anybody like to share, you know, and then, and then let them kind of verbalize that out loud if they want to. Um, but if you do that, here's, here's what I would encourage you to do. Cause I think the, the, the point of your question was to, um, in the spirit of keeping us from looking inward and looking upward, right? Mm-hmm. Is I would really think about your questions and how you structure them and how you think about. It. So, in other words, don't just don't just copy and paste some some common you know follow up questions that you find on Google. Uh, don't let you know Chat GBT or whatever that new thing is come up with it on your own on its own. You know, um, I, I would say try to try to start with God. And then, and then move from there. So in other words, sometimes when we follow up with a, with an event, um, and oftentimes when we follow up from just, you know, reading God's word, one of the first questions that we want to ask is what did you take away from that? Or what did that mean for you? And, uh, or how did that impact you, you know, and all this kind of, in other words, from the get go, our first question isn't upward, it's actually inward. And and so I I would, I would encourage you if, if, if you're trying to move from looking inward to first looking upward, then start your questions looking upward, start your questions with, Hey, what's, what's one thing that you learned about God this summer? And then just let them have it, have them write it down. You know, they might, they might learn, you know, God is a God full of mercy and grace. You know, uh, they, they might write down a, a lot of things, you know, they might be simple, but just what did you learn about God? In other words, let their attentions first focus on him. Right. And then move from there. You know, let your questions just kind of naturally flow to the inward, because I, I believe, you know, as we as we learn about God, as we look at him, as we adore him, if you will, that leads to worship. It leads to an, an inward feeling and an inward change even. But oftentimes where we want to start with is we want to start with the feeling. We want to start with what's inner when really what we need to do is focus on who God is and what he's done and, and then what that, what that means and how that impacts me. So that would be a way I would encourage just some of your follow-up. So to recap a lot of those words that I just said, you know, have a process for following up, whether it be for an event or the whole summer and, and maybe dedicate a whole Wednesday night or a Sunday night or whenever your youth meets um, and and do that together. And one other encouragement I started with would be send those kind of questions that follow those follow up questions, send them home to your families, you know, let trust mom and dad uh, and encourage mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, whoever the, the people are in the home, trust them to, to sit around a table, to sit in a living room and to have that conversation, because that kind of conversation is really what you want to happen, right? As good as it feels to see students open up in a youth group setting, what's better is for mom and dad 
and and their kids to have these conversations in the four walls of their house. I remember being a teenager and talking with my dad about some different things just as we were driving along the road. And those memories, those conversations stick out. And I think that that's kind of what you're, you're driving at. I think that those are important. So for us to give those questions to our parents, those families, man, it's just going to reinforce. Because at, at the heart of what you've shared is this idea of we want to reinforce those moments that they had during the summer so they remember who they're worshiping. Yeah. Um, because our tendency, our natural inclination is to worship something. And so yeah. they get to the fall and they start worshiping the God of high school football or they, and that takes on many forms or the, the God of, of grades or of just friendships mm-hmm. and they forget the upward. And yeah. so, man, that, those are some great thoughts, Chris. Um, yeah. I know that I'm looking forward to SOAR this year. I'm so excited. For many years, my students haven't wanted to go, and they got excited this year and said, hey, let's go. So it's going to be a great time. If you need information about SOAR, you can go to SOARconference.com. And if you want to ask Chris some more questions, what's your email, Chris? My email is youthpastor at gmbc.org. Right now, I don't have. I know I don't have a uh, a country accent, so all those letters are easy to understand. So let me just say it one more time: Youth Pastor at gmbc.org. All right. Is Garrett there Memorial not a Day. GMBC Hope, or is it just GMBC? Did I say? Did I not say Hope? You did not say Hope. You know what? Let's start this all over again. Okay. <laughs> my, my email address uh, is something I don't know. Uh, I just, you just send me an email. <laughs> I think it is youthpastor at gmbchope.org. Sorry. Thank you. I thought I said hope. We'll make sure that we have it in the show. Y'all notes, just, so. you just, people are going to be sending me emails and sending you emails. <laughs> so whatever, just put something fun in the subject line. So I, I know what I'm deleting. Hey, before we get out of here, Chris, let me ask you, you've been to SOAR. 17 years or so. What what are you looking forward to doing with your students on this trip? Anything that you guys have planned? Yeah. Uh, so, well, one, the fun thing, we're, we're actually going to a uh, Astros Rangers game and nice. uh, and I'll be wearing my Astro gear. Um, and get booed out of the place. <laughs> whatever. But, uh, so that'll be, that'll be fun. But then, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about some of the, I guess, unscheduled stuff that we'll be doing just as a group. You know, that's that's one of the fun things about SOAR uh, that I would encourage anybody who goes to to make sure that you you schedule. Um, I, I put that in air quotes because, but what I mean is like, you know, the the times after the session where you just get alone with your group and you just start, you just start talking and you just try to get kids to express what they just heard and what they're experiencing. And, and so you kind of do some of that, that follow-up just on site, you know, um, I, I love, I love seeing kids um, just share their heart and, and what, what God is, is saying to them. And in those moments, what's great about it is I'm, I'm not trying to teach. Uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to open up an opportunity for them to, to share what they're being taught from God's word. And it's fun to see, it's fun to see what the Lord is putting on their heart. Well, Chris, thanks for sharing today. 
Um, again, we hope to have some of our other source speakers share a little bit about where they're headed with their messages. So if you are planning on going, make sure that you share this podcast with others that you know are going to the conference so that you can be prepared and ready uh, to be there for your students, to help connect with them, to uh, schedule some of those unscheduled moments so that you can be able to, to really connect with them. You know, we do all these things. We take our students to camps, mission trips, and conferences because we love them, we care about them, and student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.